Alright people, so first and foremost, happy Saturday. Hope everybody's having a you know, hope everybody had a great morning. Hope everybody's having a you know great afternoon slash early evening, all that good shit. Now, what I really wanted to do today, I wanted to do more commentary, but I figure I was you know, I don't want to run you know, I don't want to basically run out of steam by just doing commentary after commentary after commentary. So, um, but you know, one of the things I did want to do was commentary today, but I figure, you know, I, I get back to the basics and, you know, do something a little more topic based and all that other good shit. Uh, but one of the things I did want to do was bang out. One of the things that was on my have to do list for today was I had to watch the five bloods, uh, the Spike Lee movie on, um, you know, on Netflix. And again, Netflix didn't disappoint, man. That's not the movie I'm going to be reviewing. And that's not the topic at hand right now. But that is one of the things I wanted to get out the way. I wanted to make sure I either got out the way, either both uh, the five bloods and Gemini man or one or the other I haven't gotten around Gem Gemini man yet. But I'll probably do that later on tonight. You know, once I settle in, but um nonetheless man I, I i did want to get back to several topics at hand actually and you know discuss some some movie news which we've been getting man and 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 you know what is it's good to get movie news especially with the with how fucked up everything is in the world right now and um you know on the outskirts of what's going on in the world is you know of course as a movie fan it's like you know things are fucked up with cinema and hollywood right now even independent filmmaking man um if you will but uh like i said nonetheless i wanted to talk about you know different uh movie news that we've been getting actually this a lot of this movie news uh you know i'm late to the party man so i apologize for being so late and not being up to date with my content but you know i still figured there was some shit that you know at least caught my attention if anything and i feel like it you know it 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 had to be it had to be talked about man at, le at least these little topics right here it's only about uh several of them but i feel like they were some things that that definitely you know when i read the articles and probably posted the articles a, you know a couple days ago or maybe last week or something like that i feel like they stuck with me the most so those were those were the topics that i figured i'd tackle today and um like I said, it's several, but any movie news is good news for me, man. Uh, you know, during what's going on right now, because, you know, a lot of, uh, like I always say, well, since I've been saying since this, you know, this pandemic and all this bullshit has been happening, uh, a lot of movies are getting pushed back. Productions are getting shut down. But, you know, when we get news that something's in development or something is going to, um, you know, resume production or it's anything along the lines of us getting new movies is fucking awesome to me man so it's like you know I, I i feel like these are definitely topics worth talking about and one of the first things i want to talk about you know god rest the dead man of course we all know um if, if you are new to this podcast which i hope you are not but if you are then welcome but um if you're new to this podcast man the the initiated no but if you're new to it um, you guys should know George A. Romero is, you know, he is not only my favorite writer, director of all time, but he is the guy who is responsible for me, like literally finding my calling in life. Like, I know I was always born a writer and I probably said this before, but uh, when I saw Night Living Dead, I, you know, that was when I was like, OK, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I know that this is what I was born to do type shit. So, you know, like I said, God bless the dead. Um, I, I, I want to say survival of the last dead was George A. Romero's, you know, him being uh, the goat in my eyes, I should know this type of shit. Right. But I want to say survival of the dead was his last movie. Um, he had plans to do something called road of the dead, which I was not a fan of at all. I remember seeing it in my Facebook memories a couple weeks ago when they announced the idea of it. And I just, I wasn't with it at all, man. And, um, you know, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel, man, even in, even in this man's death. Uh, George A. Romero actually had a movie, a long lost film that he had called Amusement Park, which is actually, it, it has been found, it's been restored after, after 46 years, man, this movie, it has been found and is, is, is been restored and, you know, is, is being sold apparently by, um, a company called Yellow Veil Pictures. Now, really, really quick, I'm going to pull up the, not necessarily the article, it is a part of the article, but, 
you know, I just chopped up basically what the plot of this movie is about. Now, it, you know, before I jump into this plot for Amusement Park, the George A. Romero film that is about to, you know, be restored and released and all of that type of shit. Uh, let me just say, George A. Romero, while he is the goat for me, I'm one of those selfish type of fans. You know, I expect a certain thing from my favorite guy at some point. You know what I mean? So... I am one of those people, like, I respect his work outside of, you know, Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, you know, Land of the Dead. I respect his work outside of the Dead Saga. I respect that man for trying to try new things, but, um, you know, I, I don't go to the extreme with it, but I am one of those people that it's like, okay, well, you know, when you try other things all the time, it doesn't really work. But I don't knock him for his, you know, for him having certain you know, creative niches, niches, whatever you want to call it. But there are a large portion of people that's like, listen, stick to making zombie movies. We don't want to see Bruiser. We don't want to see, you know, there's some people that didn't even want to see Creepshow. We don't want to see the dark half. We don't want to see Monkey Shines, Martin, Knight Riders, all of that type of shit. I feel like whenever he tried to dabble in anything outside of the zombie genre, we didn't really give him, you know, a fair shot because that's what we, you know, we came to know and love him for doing. But, you know, Again, man, I, I respect the guy for stepping outside of the box and trying to do something different, which is exactly what the fuck this movie, amusement, the amusement park, sounds like. Um, but here's the, you know, the basic uh, premise, if you will, and this was from Bloody Disgusting. Shout out to them. Uh, and the plot says it says the amusement park stars Martin's Lincoln Mazel as an er- I'm sorry, as an elderly man who finds himself disoriented and increasingly isolated as the pain tragedies and humiliations of aging in america are manifested through roller coasters and chaotic crowds now i don't know what the fuck that means i'm going to be completely honest with y'all i i have no fucking idea what this movie is going to be but i there is a woman i can't remember her first name and i should have wrote it down um but she is, uh, she bears the last name Romero also. So I don't know if this is an in-law or, you know, a blood relative, whatever the case may be. But she says, while it's outside of the horror genre, she says something along the lines of this. She, she says, while it's outside of the horror genre, she says that it's George A. Romero's most terrifying film. And I'm like, do we take that with a grain of salt because they're talking about it once he's already gone? Or do we take that literally? And, you know, do we keep in mind the fact that he has tried other genres outside of the zombie genre? And some of it has, some of them have worked. Um, because for me personally, like I, I'm a fan of, you know, people forget George A. Romero directed Creepshow. I'm a big fan of that movie. It's one of my favorite anthologies, one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, the dark half. Uh, you know, you know, monkey shines and all that type of shit. I, I saw Martin years ago and I was just telling somebody in uh, the Cinemaniacs group that is the Facebook movie group. So check it out if y'all ain't already. But I was just telling somebody in a, a Facebook movie group. I'm like, uh, you know, I was like, I, I got to check out Martin eventually again because I haven't seen it literally since I was a kid. So it'll be basically like a first time watch for me. Uh, but I know that that movie, it was, it was like horror but was it like psychological and you you know when when George Romero dabbled in in these different uh subgenres if you will man like something like night riders where it seems like it's just a biker gang that's hooked on like that can't get past medieval times but they do all this crazy shit it's got Ed Harris um it's it's got Ken Foray it's got a shit ton of like a George A Romero uh alumni basically but the movie is just it seems like it's is interesting in concept but it seems like it's something I would have to really invest myself in like okay listen you're going to sit the fuck down and you're going to watch Night Riders and you're going to watch these medieval motherfuckers uh, ride around on these motorcycles and do all types of crazy stuff because George A Romero is a part of it like I feel like uh, the movies that are that far-fetched not far-fetched but that strange out of his out of his range bars um i feel like you know i i really have to sit down and and just attach just glue myself completely to the movie you know if it was a zombie movie of course i'm gonna be all for it because that's what i know i'm for and again like i said man that's you know as a fan a loyal fan that's kind of selfish of me to not give him a chance to or have not given him a chance, you know, because he's no longer here. We have not given him a chance to creatively express himself and for me to be open to something like that. But um, uh, 
I don't know, man. This is, is, is pretty interesting. You know, uh, George Romero, even in depth, he's got a lot of things popping right now. You know, he's got the amusement park ready to get uh, fully restored and released after 46 years. Um, he's got a book, you know, coming out that he never got to finish, but somebody else finished it for him. His son, you know, wants to do a prequel to Night of the Living Dead. There's a lot of shit that George A. Romero's name is attached to right now that he actually was a part of. You know, I'm not talking about that fucking, you know, that Day of the Dead uh, TV show idea on sci-fi. I'm not talking about none of the remakes or, or none of that stuff, but there's a lot of shit that he had his name on basically uh, that he was attached to even in life that's still going to you know, see the light of day today. And I feel like that's, um, that's a testament to, you know, how, how, how great he was, man, and how he will forever live on and how his work will forever live on, you know, for better or worse, man. But, uh, I, you know, it, it, it has my curiosity to say the least, uh, you know, I'm not like jumping out of the building and jumping out of gym about the idea of the amusement park by George A. Romero. But, uh, I am, I, you know, I was about to say I'm concerned, but you know, I, I'm intrigued, is the word I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking for. Now, moving on, moving on. Uh, let's talk about some other dead shit or something that has something to do with dead, the dead, the evil dead. Uh, you know, to be more specific, the evil dead rise, man. Now we've recently got word that, you know, from Bruce Campbell himself that you know, the evil dead was was. Uh, they were making another movie. Now, this movie was said to not be attached to the remake at all, because we all know in that 2013 remake, if I'm not mistaken, which is one of the greatest horror remakes ever made. It's a fucking crazy horror remake. If y'all have not seen the Evil Dead remake, please check it out. But um, I, I, you know, we, we got news that there was a new Evil Dead movie coming out. Sam Raimi was not attached to direct this movie but instead it would be written and directed by lee cronin and you know bruce campbell will be back and it would be you know taking place in the evil dead universe of course evil dead evil dead 2 dead by dawn uh army of darkness ash versus the evil dead which that show i've actually i'm not gonna lie to you i think i watched like maybe half episode I've, i never got invested in it because i'm, I'm gonna be completely honest before i jump into this uh this news for the new evil dead movie and i don't want anybody to get pissed off at me but you know um to each their own I was never one of those people, you know, I saw Army, Army of Darkness first, and I love that fucking movie, man, but, you know, I went back and I saw Evil Dead 2, you know, I watched them backwards, basically, I saw Army of Darkness first, loved it, then I watched Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, I remember I had it on VHS, and uh, it was just batshit crazy, and then I remember finally sitting down and watching the original Evil Dead, because I used to see it, you know, whether it was, like, uh, scattered on TV or in another movie, like, there's a scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where they're watching The Evil Dead, and I never knew what movie that was, but um, I, I'm gonna be completely honest, man, Evil Dead, the movies are fine, they're fine as horror comedies and, you know, slapstick horror comedy, all, all that good gore shit, but I'm not crazy about those movies, you know, I couldn't put The Evil Dead any of those movies in maybe my top 25 horror movies of all time and you know i don't want people to get pissed off when i say that because we all got our opinions on 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 these movies whether it be horror or not whatever the genre may be but i just never i was never crazy about those movies man it's one of the reasons why i've recently pulled you know the evil dead dvd out of my movie collection because i'm like you know what i got to do commentary for this to try to appreciate it more but i said it's basically going to be like a first time watch because you know there are only little bits and pieces i remember of that movie but you know I, another unpopular opinion i do like the remake way better but that's not what we're getting what we're getting is very much attached to the evil dead uh movies that i'm saying i'm not that big of a fan of so i'm gonna have to just you know suck it up and deal with it but like i said it's gonna be uh written and directed by lee cronin bruce campbell is coming back sam raimi is gone which i think <sighs> i think that does you know whether i'm a big fan or not i think that does hurt the movie because here's a guy who has oiled this evil dead machine you know this franchise machine for three movies i don't know if he had a hand in like producing or executive producing the tv show but sam raimi his stamp is already there you know he produced or executive produced the remake even and i feel like when you don't have somebody like sam raimi who is who is this is his baby when you don't have him attached to the project i feel like it does 
it, it shifts tones really drastically and you know it, it's either going to be a hit or a miss type of thing because people are used to a certain thing with the evil dead franchise you know not not including the remake people are used to that silly slapstick you know uh shocking shock value type of horror type of thing with these movies man even the sillier movies have you know their moments where it's just like damn like did that just happen like they have their gory crazy moments but um you know i who knows man i can i say that i'm nervous that sam raimi is not you know attached to this project uh no i i, I can't say i'm nervous because i don't really you know not to be rude or anything but i don't really give a fuck enough if it if it succeeds or if it fails to care if sam raimi is attached to it you, you know what i'm saying uh but one of the things that they did say for this, you know, Evil Dead Rise sequel that's coming out, they did say recently that uh, the Deadites are possibly now this is like in the rumor stage. They're not really sure, but they said that the Deadites might be, you know, this movie might take place in a skyscraper. And the first thing I thought of, I'm not going to lie to you all. The first thing I thought of was Demons 2, which I think came out in 1986 or 1987. Uh, it came out a year after, if I'm not mistaken, the original, you know, Dario Argento um, Demons film. And that movie, it wasn't in like a skyscraper, but it took place in a high rise apartment building where one demon came out of the TV and one, you know, she bit the one girl whose birthday it was and then the girl bit somebody and the, the person that got bit scratched somebody and the person that scratched somebody spit in somebody's eye and all this other shit like it was crazy and you got demons running around this whole structure and you got different rooms to play with like they were in the parking garage they were in the gym they were in a lot of different places in that um from what i remember it's been a while since i've seen it but um i feel like deadites especially with a tone like evil dead where there is comedy there is fun to be had in those types of movies um i feel like a, a skyscraper is perfect you basically you basically are going to have fucking you know the evil dead with deadites but it's going to be like gremlins too you know you can let them run amok you can let them get in the shit you can you can play around with so many different things in a skyscraper i think it's a i think it's a perfect setting because one of the things that bruce campbell put an emphasis on in the article was him saying you know we're not going to do another cabin in the woods scenario which is cool man because not only do we have the evil dead movies with a cabin in the woods we've got cabin fever we've got cabin in the woods and we got a shit ton of corny ass b movies that take place in a cabin in the woods so for them to shift the focus away from that particular cabin is awesome that's that's the biggest plus probably that i've heard out of this evil dead news man but you know who, who's to say if it'll work or not if you know i feel like it depends on tonally basically tonally how you know do do you want to do you want to make this a little more serious do you want to make it you know more comedic what do you want to do like do you want to keep the same balance that you've had from you know the first three movies and the tv show like i wouldn't know i would probably have to go back and binge all three movies and then binge however many seasons of the evil dead there are because i just i really didn't have any interest in you know i had the video game that was probably the the last interest that i really had in the evil dead franchise was the video game for dreamcast i think it was called hail to the king or something like that but um i would have to go back binge all the movies binge all episodes of the tv show just to figure it out but you know man I, you know i hope i, hope, I want good i always want good things for bruce campbell man because he's a horror icon he's like a comedic icon in a way he's he's you know he's sam raimi alumni so i always want good things for him and um you know anything that sam raimi started and has taken a life of its own basically now moving on i think this is a this is a little i want to say it's a little more positive but the news some more new news that we got some new new shit um scream five man scream five they're shooting for a 2021 release date now i'm like i, I i'm excited and one of the reasons I am excited now, and I've done episodes on this before, y'all can check it out. I, you know, I did an episode called We All Screamed for Five Screams, talking about basically why they should do a Scream 5 and what I would want from it. And then I remember when the news came out that David Arquette was coming back and what they were doing with Scream 5. You know, I, I, made, I did another episode, you know, saying that I'm, I'm seeing more red flags and red herrings, Mr. Ghostface. And if y'all want to check either one of those episodes out, y'all can. They are definitely on the Tudor Reviews podcast. Um, but... 
uh, one of the things that, you know, turned me around 110% was Radio Silence. And those are the directors that did the movie Ready or Not, did commentary for that, if y'all want to check it out. But these guys, man, um, the shit that they pulled off with that movie Ready or Not, as far as Harmer, uh, Harmer, because that is a new type of genre that I just made up. I fucked that word up and made up a new genre called Harmer. Um, no, nah, what I was trying to say was that uh, what they did with balancing horror and dark humor is what I meant to say uh, is was amazing, man. I think I gave Ready or Not a nine out of 10. And I'm like, if these guys can do this with that, I can definitely put my trust in y'all and my faith in y'all completely with a with screen five man because they get it they get the idea of it you know i can only imagine um what they're what they would do with pop culture references because scream is very self-referential it's very pop culture reference based and all that type of shit so the fact that ready or not they helmed that movie and it was so like intact with with the world that that family was living in and those in-laws were living in the what they could do with modern culture is is probably going to be fucking amazing man but um, that's probably one of the best parts about the Scream 5 news. Now, of course, David Arquette is coming back. Um, he is the only cast member that's officially been announced. And, I, you know, I can't help but think, you know, what does that mean that he's he's the only one that's been announced coming back? Are you the opening kill? Are you the killer? Like, what the fuck is like? What's happening? What's going on? They haven't they haven't officially announced you know courtney cox they haven't announced uh i was about to say sydney prescott because apparently that's that actress's name in real life it might as well be uh but no nev campbell they haven't announced her they haven't announced anybody patrick dempsey fucking uh you know Dwayne martin anybody that lived man um david arquette's coming back but it's like who else is coming back i can't really get too excited outside of the fact that the directors are going to kill this shit but you know, I, I need to know who's coming back, man. I need to know what characters are attached. All the new characters can come, but I need to know who's returning. Like, what what stars can we look for in this movie, or what up and coming actors that aren't even stars yet? You know, this movie could you know possibly make them stars. Who's who's on board, man? Basically, is what I'm saying. But the idea that they're shooting for 2021 is like, are y'all are y'all hitting the gas a little too early, or it raises the question also. What do they have planned? Is the script like so airtight and so ready that they're like, you know what? We're about to start shooting this immediately. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, if the script is not right, man, and this is what people don't understand. You can have a script that's finished and you can start filming the movie whenever you want. But if that script is trash, then it doesn't mean a goddamn thing, man. It, it really doesn't. You can have... Uh, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, you can have everybody returning from every screen movie, everyone. You can have Hayden Pantiera come back. You can have Marley Shelton come back from part four. You can have everyone come back from the screen from these screen movies. But you know, if the script is not intact, it's not going to make a, it's not going to make a difference, man, because the movie is going to suck. So. I'm wondering, like, are they putting all their eggs in one basket or are they really slowly crafting this movie out to be something, something epic, man? And that's what I'm really hoping for. I'm, I'm really, truly hoping that they 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 know what they're doing and they 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 got it uh, mapped out and locked down in their head. Like, listen, we're, we're locked and loaded and we're ready to go. We got what we need. We're not telling these people too much of anything. We're just giving them little little hints and little flair here and there. Like, that's fine. Um, but, you know, just don't don't come in swinging and lose that's basically what i'm saying now and you know screams you know screams the scream franchise is a series that it's really hard to hate any of those movies i don't hate any of those movies at all because there is fun to be had with every single one of them even the ones that i don't like as much like scream 2 and scream 4 particularly scream 4 but uh there's definitely fun and entertainment and horror to be had and definitely likable fucking characters to be had with all of those movies so i doubt that the movie is going to be completely garbage um, I don't think they would swing and miss that hard, it, you know, it, it, especially because they're supposed to be honoring Wes Craven with this. Um, but, you know, we'll 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 wait and see, man. We'll wait and see. I do. Scream is definitely one of those properties. It's like I'm not going to say I don't give a, you know, like as far as I said with 
you know, Ash uh, and the Evil Dead series. I'm not going to say I don't give a fuck if Scream is good or bad because I do. If it's a bad Scream movie, I, I'm going to be a little hurt, man. I, I really will because, you know, like I say, even with the fourth movie, did commentary for that too if y'all want to check it out. Four and three, I did commentary for it. But even with the fourth movie, which is my least favorite, uh, there's so much shit in that movie that I that I appreciate, that I like, that I have fun with. Um, so it, it really hurt if something like Scream, which is so a part of the horror genre, which in a lot of instances revived the horror genre, as a lot of people say. I don't really run with that theory too much because horror was very much alive before Scream came out. But Scream definitely made a difference. It definitely, you know, if the horror genre was was walking on a broken leg, Scream definitely in 1990, was it 1996, I think Scream came out. Scream definitely walked up beside the horror genre and was like, look, man, let me give you a hand. And they put the arm around the shoulder and helped the horror genre to safety, basically. That's what the fuck Scream did, if you know, in a nutshell. Now, moving on. We only got a couple more, man. I'm not going to take up too much of y'all time uh, this early evening. But moving on, man, this is something that is kind of, you know, I, I feel like my emotions are fluctuating. Like I'm going back and forth like, I, you know, like I'm suffering from bipolar disorder or something because this is something I'm not. I'm not really too excited about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not really confused, but it's more so just what are y'all going to do this time around? You know what I'm saying? Now, we all know uh, Jurassic World. I think they put a halt on their filming. I'm not sure if they have resumed filming yet. But Jurassic World Dominion, which is the third entry in the Jurassic World trilogy, of course. Um, you know, they started filming, but due to COVID, they had shut down and, you know, safety protocols and all that good stuff. We understand. But. You know, they announced, of course, we know, uh, Lord Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum's coming back. A lot of returning characters are coming back for this movie. Characters from uh, Fallen Kingdom, characters from the first Jurassic World movie. Characters are coming back, you know, from the series. It wouldn't fucking surprise me if Samuel Jackson uh, popped up in a cameo with one arm because we never actually saw him die. Let's be real. But I'm not going to lie. I would lose my fucking mind if Samuel Jackson pops up in Jurassic World Dominion. But, um... There's a character that we got returning, and what this this character is like. He, I, I don't know. He, he, he meant a lot to that that first movie, but we got a returning character. But it's kind of not. It's a returning character, but not a returning actor. Basically, what it is. And if anybody remembers the character of Dachshund, Dachshund was the guy who was in the first Jurassic Park movie, and you know Wayne Knight, the guy that played Dennis Nedry. Wayne Knight basically, you know, he's like, Dodson, we got Dodson here. And he's like, see, nobody cares. But Dodson basically, he's he's a even though he only had that one scene in the first Jurassic Park movie, he's a very fucking important character, man, because he is the guy who, you know, he had that shaving cream can, but it was like all tricked out and modified. And he basically gave Dennis Nedry the dinosaur embryos that he ended up losing when he gets attacked, you know, by that whatever that uh, chicken uh peacockosaurus whatever the hell that thing was in the car that just murked him off and spit in his face but he was a really important character because you know that that was a really important plot point for the movie and the franchise in general but you know we've got this guy this character coming back and it's like well why now you know what type of character arc did y'all write into the script for this guy to come back but the funny thing is, this character, and I hate when fucking movie franchises do this shit like we won't notice. Again, another episode I did, if y'all want to check it out, is when movies recasted actors and actresses like we wouldn't notice. I hate when people, not people, but when movies overall do this shit because it's like, I don't know, to the uninitiated, they might not care, but to like movie geeks like me, I I pay attention to shit like that. It feels like it's a completely different character. It fucks up the continuity and it just throws me off completely. Like depending on what movie it is, it might take me out of certain scenes, not the movie entirely, but you know, Cameron Thor was the guy, the, the actor that played Dodson in the original Jurassic Park movie. But we got a guy named Campbell Scott who is now playing the role of that character and you know there's people online like oh well it wasn't that big of a character moment for you know for for it to matter whether the actor comes back or not yes it does because i recognize that guy's face and i know those are two different people i'm very particular like that and you know it, it reminds me of you know when you recast tommy doyle twice 
you know, not once, but twice in the Halloween series. When you recast Jamie Lloyd in the Halloween series, when you recast Kristen Parker in Nightmare on Elm Street series, when you recast Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat series, this shit is so distracting, man. But I feel like if you are going to bring back a character who has such an intricate cameo and you don't get that a lot, you don't get a lot of intricate cameos in a fucking, you know, in a, in a, in a franchise like Jurassic Park. But I feel like when you get somebody who's in a, a intricate cameo like that, who plays such a big part in that subplot of getting those dinosaur embryos to Dennis Nedry, I feel like he's written into the script for a reason. And, um, I really hope he has a lot more to do than B.D. Wong's character did, because when they brought him back, you know, I remember when Jurassic World came out and he has that line where he's talking to somebody in the in the laboratory and he's like, you didn't ask for this. You asked for more teeth. But B.D. Wong was just such a small character. I forgot that he was even fucking in the first Jurassic Park movie, but he is that he is that scientist that's in the room where they're looking at the dinosaur coming out the egg. And he's like, well, the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park are female. And that is a very important line that he has in that movie. But they brought his character back, but they didn't really give him shit to do. You know, they, they he has moments and you recognize his face. True fans recognize his face and recognize where he was where he was from. I personally didn't at first. I had to go back like, wait, where was what part was he in? But you know, I feel like with a guy like this, especially, you know, it being played by a different actor, y'all better have some primo written material for this guy, man, because it's, it's going to throw me off. It's going to throw me off when I watch it, because now that you're bringing Dodson back, I feel like I need to go back and really watch like this. Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies. It is a horror movie at heart also, but it's one of my favorite movies, man. I, you know, I remember going to the movie theater as a kid to see this film. And it's one of the greatest movie theater experiences I've ever had in my life. I remember the crowd going crazy. There were scenes that were like a horror movie, especially involving the T-Rex and, you know, the, the raptors in the kitchen. Y'all know what scenes I'm talking about, man. But I feel like I feel like Jurassic World Dominion has a lot of making up to do, man. A, a lot of making up because the last movie let me down so badly, so fucking badly. I wasn't as hard on it as as the critics were, you know, the majority of the critics, because they tore it apart, man. But honestly, the best part about uh, Fallen Kingdom was the opening scene. And I feel like I think his name was um, J.A. Bayona. I'm not absolutely sure what that director's name is sorry if i got his name wrong but i feel like in the opening scene with the t-rex and the the, the mazasaurus or however you pronounce that water alligator big ass looking dinosaur that opening scene with those two was shot exactly how it, it in in the essence of the tone of the first jurassic park and i'm like okay this is going to be a horror movie this is going to be a horror movie. It's going to feel like a horror movie, just like the original did. But the opening scene was just that was it. That's the best scene in the movie. And the rest was kind of just stupid antics, just downhill shit, just a bunch of CGI, a bunch of wasted characters. You had fucking Ted Levine in uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and completely wasted character. Man, I just y'all got a lot of making up to do. You know, y'all are on my shit list. Y'all really are. But if this is going to cap off the trilogy the new trilogy and you're going to move on to something else after this and you got all these returning characters you basically got old school and new school you know old school meets new school who knows more about the dinosaurs who's going to survive you know only the strong survive you got dr alan grant and you know ellie and and, and ian meeting up with you know uh with chris pratt and bryce dallas howard and the survivors from the other two jurassic world movies I, like i'm looking forward to that to that clash of you know whether it be egos or intelligence whatever the case may be i i, I want to see that man and Jurassic World Dominion, man, is one of those movies that's got me nervous because it's like, listen, I feel like if y'all fuck this up, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and we're going to reboot the first movie. The first movie didn't come out that long ago for y'all to reboot it. You see, they're remaking movies that came out, you know, uh, pre 2000s. And I'm talking like 1999, 1998 type of shit that they're remaking. You know, they're remaking Urban Legend, which came out in 1998, if I'm not mistaken. So with the first Jurassic Park coming out in, I want to say, I think it came out in 93. Um, y'all ain't safe either, man. Y'all can y'all can get y'all asses taken right back to the drawing board and get it wiped clean and, and, you know, start from scratch, man. Especially like, you know, what if Steven Spielberg doesn't like this movie, man? It, it'll be it'll be crazy if Steven Spielberg didn't like this movie. But, you know you know hopefully we'll see man I, I do want this movie i want it to be way better than the last one uh and 
if it's better than the last one, you're already off to a good start. But uh, you know, moving on, you know, let's not talk about let's stop talking about dinosaurs for a little bit. Let's just talk about the are they considered marsupials? I don't think they are. Um, I, I, no, I think those are more so kangaroos. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so don't mind me. But you know, I use the word marsupials. I'm just thinking of furry things that move faster than I can probably. And you know, while I was thinking about, I was getting a misconception thinking about kangaroos and shit. Uh, I'm, I'm actually talking about bats. Uh, let's not talk about dinosaurs. Let's talk about them bats. You know, they got that sonar and that sonar. They, they, they. I even with the sonar, I don't even think they saw this shit coming. Michael Keaton is back as the bat people yes you heard me correctly michael keaton it was announced that and and i couldn't believe it because first it was in the rumor stage but then they confirmed it michael keaton people um you know a lot of people's favorite batman a lot of people's favorite bruce wayne personally my second favorite because ben affleck came and killed it i listen i know people will argue me down to the t with that and that's fine but you know Michael Keaton, still, you're in the top three, dog. So no hard feelings whatsoever. But I, I thought it was a joke, man. I, I didn't know what was going on. But when they said Michael Keaton was coming back to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman in a Flashpoint movie, I listen, we all know if you guys have rocked out with me this, this long, y'all know I am a DC fan. I'm a DC nut certifiably and i want to see dc win man i you, you guys know i jump on here i defend the dceu i defend the dc characters you know i give marvel the credit but i'm like listen get off of marvel's dick don't be a marvel slave don't be out with these sabotage plots because dc is not as bad as people think they are and let me tell you man dc has been getting some really good news as of recently man um you know, of course, we got the Batman coming with Robert Pattinson. That got uh, pushed back. I don't know if they started filming again, but I know the production uh, had gotten shut down due to the COVID and all of that type stuff. But, you know, everything else was moving forward on their, you know, on their board, basically. You know, Aquaman 2, it's a green light. I don't, they didn't start filming. Shazam 2 is a green light. Black Adam's a green light. The Suicide Squad is already done filming. That is their remake or the soft reboot, whatever you want to call it, by the way, if anybody is mistaken, not the first movie, but, um, DC's got some really good stuff coming, man, the Flashpoint uh, movie has the green light, but the fact that Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman in a Flashpoint movie, now, if anybody doesn't, is, is unfamiliar with the Flashpoint movie, um, I want to say if you can't get your hands on it, I want to say it's on YouTube in full if you want to check it out, but, Flashpoint basically gives, you know, Barry Allen a flash. It gives him the opportunity to play around with these different dimensions and, and universes because that's how fast he's moving. So, you know, there's a scene in in Batman v Superman where they actually touched on that, where, you know, Barry Allen, he, he basically comes out of a portal in front of Bruce and you know, he's talking to Bruce, he's like, wait, he's like, am I too early? And he's got a mustache and everything. He's like, listen, Lois, it's, it's always been Lois. She's always been the key and da-da-da. I feel like that's a part of the Flashpoint shit. And, you know, he can he can go in different uh, universes where, let's say, Thomas Wayne is Batman. You know, that's so, that, that plays into the whole Flashpoint paradox uh, animated movie and shit like that. So I feel like this is, not only is this ballsy, but this is something that could really... I'm telling y'all, man, this is something that could really open up some good doors for DC, man. And I already feel like with the Snyder cut coming, that is already good news for DC as well. So I, I feel like, honestly, man, with the uh, with the announcement of the Snyder cut coming, I do feel like, you know, that was a positive light that was that was shining on DC at the moment. And it's I feel like it's going to open up doors for a lot of things now. Will, will we get like a straight up flashpoint movie or will it just be momentary i don't i have no idea uh but michael keaton coming back the idea that michael keaton i don't know if people forget this or not he's going to have a busy year man because not only is he coming back as bruce wayne batman you know for a flashpoint movie but he's also if let's not forget he also plays the vulture in the mcu spider-man movies and not only that, but he's also in Sony's Morbius trailer at the end. So it's like, how 
big of an involvement is he going to have in both DC and Marvel? Personally, for me, I don't give a fuck if he doesn't come back to play Vulture again. If he wants to keep playing, uh, you know, old man Bruce and old man Batman in, in the DC, I'm cool with that. I'll take that over Marvel any day because it's like I like the character over the Vulture anyhow. Not that not to say that I didn't like Michael Keaton as Vulture, but y'all know I'm Team DC, man. Another question I have is: Will Ezra Miller be back? Because I don't, you know, I, I don't. I was going to do an episode, but I decided not to. But I don't want to jump too much into it. But we all know that if and if we don't know, there's a video that surfaced online where Ezra Miller is. I think he's in Iceland, some fucking where. I don't know, but he seemed like you know gripping up this lady or i don't know if it's a joke i don't know if it was a you know like an april fool's thing but ezra miller is definitely seen gripping up this lady and just tackling her to the ground i don't know if he's choking her or what but you know some people said it was a hoax it was something for april fool's some people said he was really drunk and it was serious i couldn't really tell because it looked like the lady was smiling when he took her down to the ground but he definitely sounded drunk so i don't know if it was just him getting fed up with a fan or whatever the case may be but you know, uh, definitely in the in, in the climate that we're in, you know, socially, I feel like it would not surprise me if they did not. You know, nothing came out of it. We don't know, like, what the what the you know, the if he was charged for anything, but it wouldn't surprise me either way. If they kept them, it wouldn't surprise me. But if they recasted Ezra Miller, uh, you know, as Barry Allen, it wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, personally for me i hope it was a joke because you know i don't i'm not with all of that you know like uh, uh abusive and aggressive shit uh especially men men uh, against women that's just not cool so it's like if, if that was really him you know uh, being pissed off and it wasn't a joke then yeah fuck it fire him you know get somebody else to do it just don't get that motherfucker uh from from that cw show because he's terrible but get somebody else to play the flash if that was the case but if not if it was a hoax and it was a misunderstanding whatever man you know keep him on board but who knows what the, you know warner brothers of dc or his agent got in store nobody knows man but we do know that this is giving the DC universe a lot of room to play around, man, because you may have a movie one day, you know, if this actually works, you may have a movie one day where you see, I don't, who's, I don't know, who's to say Ben Affleck won't come back? Who's to say him and Michael Keaton won't have dinner, you know, and drinks one night? Like, listen, man, you want to do this, this, uh, this Batman Beyond or this Batman universe shit? Like, you, you want to get down with this? And it's like, who knows, man? And then you can see Christian Bale coming there somewhere nobody knows who knows maybe they'll you know for a good laugh they'll have george clooney and val kilmer come in and they'll just have a big batman brawl or something like that who knows man either way it's great news for dc man because to have an og on set like that for a dc film you know one of the the founders of of this dc shit man I, i'm pretty sure superman came out before yeah superman came out before batman did but when that first batman movie came out in 89 man uh it, it broke barriers and it broke the mold, not just for DC, uh, you know, comic book movies back then, but just for comic book movies in general, because Tim Burton, shout out to Tim Burton too, man. He, he, he absolutely demolished that movie in the best way possible and all the best ways possible, man. He made it dark. It was a nice, dark, gothic tone to it. So I feel like to, to inject that into something like the DCEU, which is still kind of trying to find its, its true identity, I feel like it's so... It's perfect, man, because maybe they can find it. Who knows? They can find a tone and stick with it, you know, and, and I'm I'm. that's probably the best news that I'm going to dish out to like this evening, because, of course, man, like I said, I'm a, I'm a DC fan at heart, man. I, I really am. And I want to see them win. Yes, they are a little bit scattered. Yes, they are a little bit cluttered. But I feel like with a, with a little bit of the right guidance, they could definitely they could be on their way to great things, man. Now. Before I wrap this up, let's. Uh, I'm actually going to keep this last bit of news really quick. Uh, Universal's rebooting Twister. Yeah, y'all see that that pause I just took because I couldn't even believe I just said that myself. Um, yeah, and I saved I saved it for last for a reason. Not that it was the best, but just because I'm like you know I don't really have shit to say about it. But it is news, though. It is news, and I wanted to keep everybody updated on the great news. <laughs> the fact that Universal is rebooting Twister. But let's be real. Who, who the fuck cares, man? 
Who cares? Why are y'all rebooting Twister? Now, we, we know. I don't remember if it was 96 or 97 when this movie came out, but it was during that golden era of disaster movies. Now, you know, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, of course that movie's got, I, I want to say Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace, is also in that movie. But, uh, you know, Twister, I'm going to be completely honest, was not one of my favorite disaster movies. And I'm going to be completely honest, I don't have a favorite disaster movie. One thing about me, I don't know if I revealed this to you guys before, man, but um, you know, I'm scared of like, like zombies and, and, and serial killers and, and certain horror movies and shit like that. That gets me, man. It scares me. I like to be scared when I watch horror movies, but the thing that really terrifies me at heart, um, on screen are, uh, disaster movies, you know, because it's real life. Now, luckily here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we don't get a lot of disasters. We don't get twisters and tornadoes and, you know, we don't get shit like that. But if we ever were to get it, you know, I see a lot of, you know, me and a friend of mine were talking and she said, this was a while ago, and she, she said something that made all the sense in the world. I feel like other parts of the world get so accustomed to, to natural disasters to the point where it's just, it's, it's almost regular, you know, like everything will be okay after, you know, after it comes and goes, like people will be like, well, your house, your, your entire fucking acres in your neighborhood was just taken out by this twister. What, what do you do now? And they're just like, oh, well, you know, we rebuild and, you know, we just build the town back up and we just be here for each other. It's like, nah, fuck that because there's no roof on my home now. There's no home on my home now for me to have a roof on it. So I, that means I have to sleep in the yard in a tent that probably belongs to my daughter with a makeshift structure around it. Nah, man, don't treat natural disasters like they're regular. And when I say the golden era, uh, you know, back then we got shit like Twister, Dante's Peak, um, you know, uh, Armageddon, Deep Impact, Volcano. We got movies like that, and we just kept getting them over and over and over. And I'm just like, wait, are y'all trying to tell us something, you know... Fortunately, we have not experienced all of that. We haven't experienced the deep impact of Armageddon or Dante's Peak or something. But that shit is still scary, man. But my thing is, I don't understand what y'all can do uh, with a Twister remake. I don't give a fuck if Universal's producing it or not. Because it's not like y'all are going to go... Uh, let's go back to the basics and do practical effects. No, y'all are going to have a way bigger budget, which means it's going to be a lot more CG than it was in the first movie. And it's going to be unnecessarily stupid. Now, this is one of the reasons why I don't watch a lot of disaster movies. Not, not just because I'm, I'm scared of them, like genuinely scared of them, but because there's a lack of practical effects man it's what well this is one of the reasons i can appreciate something like into the storm it's a found footage movie so with found footage movies they kind of they trick your mind into wondering what's practical and what cg and some of them do a good job of it. into the storm was definitely one of those movies where the effects uh practical and cg were were definitely decent from what i remember i've only seen it like twice but you know, uh, with Twister, I feel like this is just an opportunity to, uh, you know, recreate that scene where the cow is flying past saying moo in a Twister. And it's a cheap shot, man. It's a cheap shot. Twister does not, you know, nobody asked for this shit. Nobody wants a remake of it. And please, 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 for the love of the Lord, do not, Hollywood, whoever is in charge, if y'all can hear me by the graces of God, please don't do this. Do not start the disaster movie remake trend. We do not want to... First of all, we don't want to remake a Twister, for one. We do not want to see a remake of Volcano. We do not want to see a remake of fucking... Of course, you can't remake 2012. It's, you know, 2020. But, I mean, you can. They can do anything they want. But we don't want to see a remake of Deep Impact and Dante's Peak and all of that disaster movie shit. We don't, like... If you're going to do something new, do something new and do it creative. I'd rather you not because it makes my anxiety kick in. But I, I'm telling y'all now, man, I'm calling it right now. And knock on wood because I hope they don't. But I'm telling y'all, it's going to start a trend. If Twister makes money, the hell with if it's good or not. Because, you know, people don't even care if it's good or not. It's just like, oh, it made how much? Was that over our, or, or, or under our budget? All right, cool. Let's let's do a sequel. Like that's it's all of money talks, man, in Hollyweird slash Hollywood. Money talks, man, and it doesn't matter if the movie is good or not. If it makes bank, they have a green light automatically to do a sequel, or maybe Universal will have a green light. Like, oh man, I, we love the way y'all handle Twister, aka we love the money that it made. So let's try Dante's Peak or somebody that don't even know what Dante's Peak was. It's like what was that movie with Pierce Brosnan and and, and Sarah Connor? 
And you know, the little girl from uh, from Children of the Corn 4? Yes, people, I'm not bullshitting. That little girl was in Children of the Corn 4, the, uh, the, the daughter, basically. And, you know, it'll be a cheap way to recreate a disaster movie and recreate when that grandma got her legs burnt to a crisp, saving everybody. And if anybody hasn't seen Dante's uh, peak, that was definitely a sad-ass scene. But, um, yeah, man, to say the least, nobody asked for a Twister remake. Nobody gives a shit. But, you know, it's happening. So how many of y'all are excited for it, man? Uh, I really want to think all two of y'all are excited for it. There are probably two people out there that's like, you know what, I'm, I'd be pretty interested to see what they do with it. No. Fuck that. I'm cool, man. Uh, you know, and it's not just the fact that, uh, you know, disaster movies really truly scare me. It's the fact that wh what business do you have remaking? What is there else to do? It's a tornado. You know, I, I don't know. Am I being biased here? Because it's like Night of the Living Dead. What is there to improve on? You know, it's about zombies, but they, you know, that is a prime example of how you do a remake. You throw curveballs here and there, but it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to have the, the twister coming towards the Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton character, and then it just goes away, and then it splits into three twisters, and you call it tripster, triple twister type shit? I don't know, man. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want anybody to hear this and get any ideas, actually, so I'm just going to stop talking about it and wrap everything up. So... You know, people, that's just that's the news, man. I decided I would report the news, you know, before I got myself something to eat and, you know, got myself together. I actually actually need more coffee, man. That's what I you know, is what I need. I'm, I'm feeling very, uh, very energetic. And I actually I, I low key want to get an episode out again tonight. Who knows, man? Who knows if, if anybody's waiting on it? I actually um, I love you guys, man. And I, I applaud y'all for you know, sticking with me as long as, long as y'all do through these episodes, man, because I know I talk a lot. I know I go off the deep end. I, I always try to come back around and, you know, let things be full circle. But, you know, anyway, that's neither here nor there, people. But you know what is here and there. Y'all already know what it is, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can check the podcast out on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchorman. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, which I mentioned before. I mentioned it again. The Cinemaniacs, man. Just got two new members, I think, today. So, uh, you know, shout out to the people that keep referring or, you know, in, not referring, but rather inviting inviting people to the Cinemaniacs group, man. Because, you know, you know how I am. Come one, come all. As long as you're not a troll, as long as you're not a fucking Trump supporter, none of that dumb shit. And, I, you know, I... I would hate to lose listeners but if you are a trump supporter i don't i really could care less about you but you know I, I promise i wouldn't talk politics i had to take a big pause right there so let me chill out <laughs> but listen man uh last but not least shout out to the two the reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there man 1.1k spins man i'm still rocking still kicking and y'all are still listening tuning in man and i love y'all for it man i appreciate y'all 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 and i don't care how many times i sound repetitive man y'all are the greatest like fan base listening base support system ever man and you know like i always say man y'all keep showing the love and support i'll show the love and support back tenfold to y'all every single time people so with that being said yours truly romero tutor another episode of tutor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one